Hey everyone, this is Jennifer. And this is Paige, and this is Big Book Energy. Welcome back to our very first episode of Season 4. Woo! We are into our fourth season of the podcast, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Does this make us podcasting veterans now to have a fourth season? Honestly, I feel like yes. I feel like we can claim that title at this point. Okay, cool. Wait. I just didn't know where the line was. Like, I'm curious. Well, I if if we remember all the way back to our baby podcast days when we went to Podfest before COVID, which is just like a weird thing to even think about. That was a free time back then. <laughs> it was a simpler time, yes. Really? Like, two weeks before we locked down? I, I don't yeah. know. If, yeah. if even two weeks, honestly. I think it was around two, but like they were talking about how like most podcasts like go for very long. I I don't remember the exact like statistics that that they gave us, but it was like most podcasts out there like aren't active or whatever. Mm. So I feel like us making it to, you know, by the end of the season, we've been doing this for like basically two years is pretty significant. So I'm claiming the title of podcast veteran at this point. I like it. All right. Cool. So yeah, episode one of season four, if you all have been following along on our social media, then you know that season four is a little bit different than our previous seasons. Paige is off on her grand Icelandic adventure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is very exciting, but also very stressful. <laughs> Holy shit. Immigration alone was a nightmare. So yeah, we're not even talking about logistics of an international move. During a pandemic, I'm honestly, I'm, an idiot. I'm honestly impressed that you are even doing anything else right now. So yeah, you are going to Iceland and you're starting grad school. And so we are cutting back. Well, you're cutting back. I'm not really cutting back as much. Yeah, yeah. I am not going to have the time, but Jennifer no. will be keeping you all busy while I am probably dying in an avalanche Learning of academic languages. books. <laughs> yeah, old Norse, in case yeah. you're wondering. <laughs> I was going to say learning dead languages, but I think you're learning Icelandic too, which obviously is not dead. But Yeah, it's very, very close to Old Norse though. So, um, Oh, that's good. That's almost, convenient. They're almost interchangeable. Yeah. That's yeah. convenient. Yeah. Learn Old Norse. Also learn modern Icelandic. Interesting. I didn't know it was that closely related to Old Norse. Instructors have led me to believe that, yeah, there's there's quite a bit of crossover there. Fun and stressful all, all at once. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just doing episodes once a month. <laughs> and they're only going to be available in full to Patreon supporters. However, if you are listening for free, then you're going to get the same, like, 15-minute freebie teaser episode that you would have gotten with one of our bonus episodes in previous seasons. And we are debuting BBE Shorts, which is myself talking at you about various things. (laughs) And obviously, since our theme for season four is guilty pleasures, probably the BBE Shorts are going to be mostly related to that theme as well. So I'm probably starting off with just one of those a month because I'm already like very hesitant that I'll even be able to keep up with doing one of them a month by myself. We'll see. Maybe there will be two a month at some point. 
maybe by December I'll have have things together. I don't know. But yeah, so that's what we're doing this season. And it's exciting because Guilty Pleasures is a very exciting theme. Which brings us to our first book, which is The Kiss Quotient by, and I, I had the audiobook for this. And they pronounced the author's name. And I meant to go back and listen to it again. And I definitely did not. Helen Huang, I think, is I how it's I pronounced. also had the audiobook, but I don't remember them saying her oh. name. They just, like, dove straight into the Oh, wow, story. really? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I had, like, it was, like, a 10-second blurb at the beginning that was, like, this the publisher, and it's written by... And then narrated by or whatever. And I was like, oh, I should pay attention to this because I always like fuck up on all of these <laughs> different names or other languages. And I didn't go uh. back and listen to it again. But I'm going to do my best. I think it was pronounced Huang. Yeah. So The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang, uh, who is a successful romance author. The Kiss Quotient was her debut novel published in 2018. She now has three books published in this series, but they focus on a different main couple in each. So the supporting characters in the first book appear as protagonists in future books. This is really common in a lot of romance series. Like you'll have like, it'll be like an entire family of like five brothers and then like they each have their own book where they (laughs) have their own romance story or whatever. So Huang is a really interesting author Because she was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder in 2016, uh, which was formerly known as Asperger's syndrome, and she features autistic protagonists in her books, which is some really awesome rep because I personally don't think I've ever read a book where the protagonist was autistic. I know they're becoming uh, progressively more common, but I think overall representation of autistic protagonists is still kind of like in its early days. So romance, in addition to that, romance as a genre can often be really like formulaic or stereotypical. And so it's really nice to see some more diversity appearing in this genre over the last few years. So that is our book for today. Are you ready to give us some Page Presents Fun with Comics? I am ready for Page Presents Fun with Comics. Let's go. Yeah, let's let's talk about the kiss quotient. <laughs> let's talk about the kiss quotient. Um, our protagonist, uh, Stella Lane, which is just such a romance name, first of all. Stella Lane. It does sound like a stripper name. Kind of, yeah. Stella Lane is not a stripper, though. She is an econometrician, which is related to economics... She does something with analyzing trends. Don't ask me any further than that because I wasn't even really sure. (laughs) But she analyzes trends. She's rich. She's autistic. And she also has a mother who is expecting a husband and children ASAP. Mm -hmm. The problem, well, physical touch is a challenge for Stella. Mm -hmm. In the past, she's had some very, what I would qualify as traumatic sexual experiences, uh, let alone someone even holding her hand because she dislikes to be touched. How is she supposed to find a man willing to marry her and have kids? Well, logically, to her econometrician brain, and seriously though, like, it made logical sense. It's just hilarious. Uh, This means that hiring an expert to guide her through the process might help 
And who is an expert in sex? Well, an escort, of course. Mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. course. So this is an escort romance, which actually is a subtype of the romance genre. So our, our wonderful, handsome male lead, our escort is Michael Larson. This is this is so funny. I'm like laughing at what I typed out here. Okay. Alterations and dry cleaning by day. <laughs> Escorting by night. <laughs> Or Friday nights, at least. He only does yeah, it on so, Friday nights. So one day a week thing. One day a week. It's all he can stomach, really, which is just sad that he, you know, is feeling the need to to do something that he is not, you know, entirely comfortable with. So anything that he has to do to pay off all of his mother's medical bills from her battle with cancer. Plus, there's all the debt that his deadbeat white-collar criminal dad left her with when he abandoned the family forcing Michael to give up his dreams of becoming a designer. That's a fashion designer. So right away, we can see the two obstacles in front of our lovebirds getting together. Stella, while successfully navigating her life as an autistic person, is still hampered by her perception of how others perceive her as an autistic person. Her thoughts are, how could anyone love her as she is, etc. Michael, on the other hand is tortured by his fears that he is like his father and therefore not good enough for anyone. As their escort-client relationship evolves, Michael begins to break all of his rules for Stella because, of course. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's how this works. That's how this works. Um, So his one-night limit, because he normally limits um, his clients to just one night with him. He doesn't like to repeat clients because he's had issues with, like, people getting very stalkery in the past. Um, So his one-night limit turns into a month of sex lessons, (laughs) which is just... When she like brought out the the lesson plans, yes, I was this laughing. This is what I'd like to cover. It's like, oh, baby girl, <laughs> give me give me life? feedback on how I'm doing with the, each task. It was so funny. Oh, so a month of sex lessons then turns into boyfriend lessons for mm-hmm. multiple months and for fifty thousand dollars a month. Which makes me want to cry thinking about having that much money. <laughs> I know. Damn. In addition to all of this, uh, Michael really lets Stella into his life in a way that he had not done previously with any of his clients. So she sees his ha- his house, like where he actually lives, learns his real name, meets his family, and he also meets her family. Um, things are... A very spicy throughout. <laughs> As you could imagine from a, a steamy romance novel, Stella also discovers that beyond just getting through sex, it turns out that she can actually enjoy it, which she very much does with Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I think she fucking earned that though, so like good for she her. She did. Yeah, she absolutely did. Because she really is able to learn how to like embrace like that physical intimacy, which up until this point in her life, she had not been able to do so. Yeah. What's the problem then? What's going to be the big thing that drives them apart? Cause you know, it's coming in a romance book. Mm-hmm. They always like break mm-hmm. up before they end up together in the end. Well, neither of them is very interested in being vulnerable around the other enough to discuss their insecurities. 
Which makes sense because they enter this as a transaction rather than a real relationship. But of course, they both catch feelings for the other almost immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you blame them, right? I mean, Michael is a martial artist who looks like a K-pop star. And Stella has porn nipples, which apparently is a big draw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I laughed so hard. <laughs> so did I. that part. So did I. I was like... The fuck did you just say? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk about that later. <laughs> cool. Which, like, you know, I that's kind of like me poking fun a little bit at the book. But they do actually like each other beyond just their physical connection. Which is not something you always get in romance novels. So I appreciated that. Hmm. So as their feelings progress, Stella still feels like Michael and his family will view her as damaged goods. And she is not honest with Michael about her neurodiversity. And Michael is still convinced he could never be good enough for her, right? Like he's thinking, how could someone like her even have feelings for a loser like him? And I'm like, yeah, you're such a loser. You're doing everything you can to pay your mom's medical bills. Like, you're the freaking angel. Like, you're the worst. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, anyway, things come to a head when Michael attends a charity gala with Stella and meets her parents. Her father disproves right away because he doesn't see Michael as being like this motivated career man, though Stella's mom is supportive of Michael, for which she redeems herself from earlier in the book after she pressured Stella into having kids. Oh, God. Throwing men at her, even though Stella was clearly not comfortable with it. Um, There's also the complication of Stella's handsome dickhead of co-worker, Philip, smart, rich, gym rat total ass turd that forces Mm -hmm. himself on Stella more than once in this book. I was like, I am about to like strangle this dude. But her parents think he's great. (laughs) Of course I do. And Michael, for some reason, thinks that that's who Stella wants, even though it would take like two seconds to know that that was not the case. So they break up. And of course, the pair are miserable without each other. And they eventually reconcile after finally discussing how they feel about one another communication is sexy people okay (laughs) yes communication and that is happily ever after except for the fact that philip literally is still running around harassing people but Mm -hmm. you know i guess stella gets raised and she gives away her trust fund so michael's mom doesn't have to pay medical bills anymore and michael starts his own fashion line so yay yay and that is the that is the kiss quotient that's kiss quotient so i think it's time to head to creative's corner all right. Creative's Corner it is. <laughs> Thank you, dear listeners, for coming back for season four. We hope you enjoyed us being very uncomfortable for this episode. Uh, definitely outside of our comfort zone. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not a bad book. So we would, we would recommend this um, if you're into romance. And that is our first installation of guilty pleasures which in reality you should never be guilty about what you read so if you take away anything from this episode don't be guilty blast that romance novel on your speakers if you are interested in keeping up with what the podcast is up to you can follow us on social media we have an instagram and a twitter we also sometimes are posting nebula reviews (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on our website, bigbegenergy.com. 
that was supposed to be every month. It's kind of fallen off during our break. Perhaps we will get back into the swing of things, but you can always check out the reviews we have already posted. You can head on over to bigbookenergy.com and, and hopefully we'll be posting some more over the rest of this year. And finally, if you would like to support the podcast, get awesome books and support small independent booksellers all at the same time, you can head on over to our bookshop store. For example, if you want to purchase a copy of the Kiss Quotient for yourself, that will be listed in our season four uh, section of our bookshop store. And that is bookshop.org slash shop slash big book energy. And we have a Patreon if you'd like to support us that way. Especially if you are not a member of either our ninja or mage tiers, you're only getting a small snippet of a much longer episode, which I'm sure... <laughs> You want to listen to the whole thing. It's pretty funny. Porn nipples. So, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Porn star nipples is mentioned repeatedly. So <laughs> if that sounds funny to you, head on over to patreon.com slash bigbookenergy and choose whatever tier suits you best. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hold on. This damn dog. She she wants in the room. Okay, she wants in the room, but I'm already telling you she's not gonna wanna stay in the room. What? You're not leaving this room, Missy, e, so you better be happy about it. Yeah. Did you want some food? Yeah. Her food bowl and her water bowl are in here, so now we're going to have ah. some lovely crunching sounds. There we go. A little <laughs> ASMR oh. for your listening pleasure. Yeah, some some nice uh, dog food ASMR. Um, you know, similar to... Actually, no, she's drinking water right now, so that's, that's also good. Um, yep, now she's going from the water to the food. Okay. Well, I guess I guess we can have some gentle crunching in the background. <laughs>